Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On The Reviews podcast, where if you want it, review it. My name is DC, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you a ton of movie news, comic book news, and even some TV news as well. Today is the 86th episode of the podcast, and it's happening on November 28, 2018. So in the stress section, uh, with thumbs up, thumbs down, I normally go over the things that happened the past week, give a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs all the way in the circle. So the first thing I have here is news of Jerry Springer is getting his own TV show again back on, I believe, the CW channel, I believe it is. Recently, what happened was, in July, his um, his their almost 30-year season, well, 30-season um, TV show was canceled. Think about it. 30 years. That's crazy. Oh, man. But, yeah, he's back on TV again. Well, we'll be back on TV again in, I believe, the, the next year, I believe. Well, it said fall, so I'm not exactly sure what date in fall is going to be. It's not too many dates left in fall, so he should be premiering soon. But it's going to be a Judge Jerry TV show. So, if you haven't noticed, or if you have not actually recognized what he's actually done, he's um actually a lawyer, and has his JD um, degree as well from North Northwestern University. So, it's kind of cool to see that he's actually going to branch out to other things. I was, I, I'm not sure if I'm taking him seriously as a judge, though. I, I don't know. But he wasn't horrible in the TV show. He's actually pretty funny. So I want to see exactly what happens when he's put in the situation where he has to rule on these different cases. And I wonder if it's going to be actually real cases or it's going to be just, you know, the fake cases of sorts. Hopefully it's something real where he could show uh, a different kind of aspect of himself. And not just be the extra, you know, scandalous kind of Jerry Springer, where it actually brings some validity to his um, name. Um, so, so far, it's going to be syndicated through at least three quarters of the United States. It's, everyone's trying to back it as much as possible. Just because this first TV show, being on air for 30 years, everyone's trying to get some of that Jerry Springer money. So, it's kind of cool to see that he's going to be in the, the, the judge seat. And he's going to be kind of going against Judge Judy just because she's the most well-known judge as well. So I want to see how they match up together and say, all right, she's going to be one channel. He's going to be another channel. I want to see the ratings. I want to see exactly what happens with them both. Just because I know Judge Judy has a more like Jersey mom feel to her where it's like she doesn't take any crap from anyone. And I want to see how Jerry's going to be in the, the actual judge seat. Just because he's more of a laid-back character from what I remember on the TV show. It's been such a long time since I actually watched the whole thing. So seeing his um, attitude towards things, I want to see how nicely it plays in the courtroom or if it's going to be something that doesn't spell anything good for it. But just hearing that he's going to have his own um, judge show should be a thumbs up for me just because... When you think about Jerry Seinfeld, oh, Jerry Seinfeld, um, Jerry Springer, sorry, um, and then think about the his re- recent TV show, those things together could spell as a pretty cool show to watch, but it can eventually become something that blows up in your face, kind of. So I kind of want to see what exactly comes about this whole thing, and you know, and see if it's going to be actually good or just horrible. So, the next thing I have here is Cowboy Bebop. Um, so, this show definitely warms my heart just because I, I used to watch it on 
um, Cartoon Network. It only had 26 episodes, unfortunately. It only had basically like one season, kind of. So um, it was unfortunate to see that this show wasn't on air for too long, but the episodes that did come out was amazing. This is it's unfortunate that it didn't really stand on TV for too long. Just because I know my favorite character is Spike, and his his film vibe was so cool. The fact that he had like um, the suit, and the suit was like a weird color, like yellow and purple, if I remember correctly. So having him have that kind of um, look to him just looked very, very cool. And he had the hair and just everything about him just so very, very cool. So it was kind of nice to see that they're actually going to bring a live action version of this to the Netflix um, Netflix um, property. So I kind of want to see who's going to be casting these different roles. There's um, Spike. There's John Jet Black, um, Faye, and then Radical Ed. So I want to see these roles and see who gets put in these um, positions. Just because if done correctly, this should be a good, good, like, three, four, maybe a five-season um, series in general. So if you do great and keep it close to what the original series did, because this is supposed to be a remake of the, the original series. So hopefully to do something that's close to it and then don't veer off too much like don't pull the m Night Shyamalan and do something completely out out the way where it's like you just suck left the right just do something that's very very close to it and the fans should be happy as long as you don't mess up that's my only fear if they mess up then it's not going to sell you the the original series because you always have the original series just that if they mess up then all these other um, Japanese and an animations can't get their own live series because this one doesn't do so well. So hopefully this one does great and looks very, very good and solid. They haven't been doing too much on the track record for animated properties that go to live action. I know the Bleach movie wasn't good at all. I know the, the Death Note one wasn't great one bit. And I know the, the um, Full Metal Alchemist one was horrible so hopefully this one looks better this is it it could veer itself to a better series just because it's more of a like a like a bounty hunter show so it, it should be very very good for what they can have and pull off right now and there's nothing too out there to where you know the full mode alchemist had different things about it S- same thing with bleach same thing with death note they had very mystical things about themselves, but Cowboy Bebop is more is more on the grounded area, kind of, but a little bit futuristic. So hopefully they do well and they don't suck with this whole thing. So for me, thumbs up from hearing that they're going to actually try to bring this to a live action um, world for Netflix. So the uh, next couple of things I have here are trailers. So I'm going to talk quite a bit about trailers this episode. It's going to be um, quite a bit. Of trailers just because the Disney trail, oh, there's a lot of Disney trailers came out this past week, and also the Lion King one came out as well. So, I'm gonna also go through a ton of trailers. So There's gonna be like five or six of them. Or so, so the first trailer I have here is the Disney Artemis file. So, I haven't heard much about this property. There's like a good like seven or eight books that seems pretty cool, but from the trailer itself, it felt more like a a mashup between Men in Black and also, let's see, what, what can I say exactly to make it seem better than what it is? Men in Black meets, hmm, 
it's kind of hard to say. I can't say Harry Potter because it's not really Harry Potter. It's it's a weird kind of film vibe. It's more like like Fantastic Beasts kind of with Men in Black. That's probably the best I can make of it, just because it's it's a weird co- combination of everything. And from the trail alone, you're not really sure what's going on. Like I had to actually read synopsis for it just because I was like, I'm not sure what's going on with this. Had to read what I had to read. Um, I had to go online actually find a couple. Um, um, what am, what am I supposed to say? Oh yeah, sorry. I had to look online actually see a couple of things about this whole movie or not really movie, but the books and actually see what they're actually talking about. And that there had a little more information for me because I wasn't really sure what was going on. So he's supposed to be a anti-hero kind of character. I kind of didn't get that from the trailer itself. It felt like he's the hero. So I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do with it. If they're going to follow the books closely enough to where it's like, he's going to be playing the anti-hero or is he going to be something totally different? So for me, it just... It felt weird. It felt like something that I, I might watch, but at the same time, I might be semi-confused because the way how it comes off feels like there should have been like a explainer to the trailer, and then I'll understand what's going on. But from the trailer itself, I'm semi-confused, which that's a bad sign. You shouldn't be confused when you watch the trailer. You should be. You should have some kind of inkling of what the story is, even if it's like a teaser. You should know kind of where they're trying to go. And not say, okay, this is totally different than what the the actual source material is. Which, it's a fresh new take of it. But at the same time, if no one knows the source material and you see this, you'll think it's like a, a, a younger men in black. Which, that's what they, the vibe they gave off to me. Which, it, it's a weird vibe. And then reading the actual um, synopsis for the books, I was like, oh, no, it's totally different than what it is. So... I'm confused, to be honest. So, I want to see another trailer for this one. But for this one, I'll give it a three thumbs down just because the trail is very confusing. And for me, if I'm going to watch this movie in theaters, I kind of want to see more than what it's done. The trailer itself was very, very confusing. That's why I'm kind of confused right now. Just because when you're watching the trailer, you're not really sure what's happening. It, it, just, it takes a couple of routes and... and mix it around quite a bit, but then when you read the synopsis for the books, it kind of makes more sense, but at the same time, you're still confused because it doesn't really showcase everything that could have showcased in this first trailer. So hopefully the trailer number two, when it comes out, it'll be better, and then I'll see, all right, this is exactly what it's supposed to be. I'm kind of interested in it, but not really. So for this one alone, three quarters of the way down, just because there is a little interest into it, at the same time, it confused me very much. So I'm going to put it down a little lower down in the, um, the thumb ratio aspect. The next thing I have here is the Red Band trailer for What Men Want. So Taraji P. Henson is playing basically the counterpart to Mel Gibson and the movie with that one where, where women wants. So it's basically the same kind of premise where a an executive person or even a regular small joke kind of person wants to know what the other sex is thinking. So she has those powers and this red band trailer has a little bit different in the jokes. For me, I think that the green band trailer is better than the red band trailer just because 
the jokes for the Red Band trailer is definitely rated R jokes that they put in there. But I felt that the jokes didn't hit as hard as they should have. Just because for me, this it, it felt kind of weird. It's just one of those things where it, it, it switched a couple of jokes. Like the joke about um, the 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 assistant being able to hear her 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 thoughts. Well, her being able to hear the assistant's thoughts, it increased that a little bit more. But then it made no sense because it, it's just weird, weird, very, very weird. And for me, I, I really can't see exactly what they're doing with that whole thing. So, um... It, it just really didn't do well for me on that one. And then the the Pete Davidson one. That one there... The first set of jokes he had, which is about his mother, um, in the movie, of course. That one worked out well. It made me laugh. But then in this Red Band trailer, when they made the joke about the brother, that for me, it just... It fell flat for me, exactly. Um, it, it just made me think, like, oh, this... It's not as funny as the mother one. The mother one is crazy because you wouldn't think he would talk to his mother like that. The brother one, I could see him doing that to his brother just because, you know, sometimes you do have those experiences with your brother and, and, and that's how it is sometimes. But for the mother joke, that one hit a little funnier for me just because um, it, it's just something you wouldn't expect. It's just out of left field. It's like, oh, who are you talking to? Oh, your mother? Oh, wow, okay. And then everything just... Everything he's been saying, it hits you even harder. Like, oh, that's kind of funny. That really is. But then when he just switched over to the brother aspect, I was like, uh, it really didn't do it for me. It, just, it, it fell flat for me, to be honest, with that aspect there. So for me, I, I'd rather the green band trailer than the actual red band trailer. The red band trailer definitely is a lot more on the raunchier side, which is fine. And you can tell that they've, they're going to have quite a bit of... Um, stuff on the blu-ray because a lot of the jokes are switched around and changed and different lines are said but i feel like the green band trailer if they keep that in the movie it'll do well because those jokes hit a lot harder for me not many jokes not actually none of the jokes from the red band trailer actually made me felt you know that this movie is gonna be awesome i think the green band trailer the green band trailer did a better job at bringing the funny when it came down to this whole thing so for me, this one is getting a thumbs middle just because the red band trailer didn't feel as good as the green band trailer. I think the green band trailer, even though it was watered down a little bit, it hit a lot, a lot better for me just because those jokes were crisp, it was fresh, it was nice. And then the red band trailer, just it felt like they tried too hard and they tried to make it too raunchy. And then in that aspect, they lost what funniness they had in the whole joke itself. So for me... Sometimes keeping it simple is what you need to do. So that's the reason why I gave the thumbs middle. The next trailer here is an interesting movie. It's called After. It felt like a weird young adult movie. And it felt like the weird young adult movie, but kind of cliche adult, young adult movie. It felt like it was like um, a mix between a, a cliche young adult movie and a Fifty Shades of Grey um, interpretation as well. And it just, it didn't really do it for me, to be honest. It, it's, it's one of those things where it didn't really capture my attention for too long. I just watched it and I was like, oh, okay, this is 50 shades, 50 shades younger. That's what it is. I, I don't know what it is. It is, it spelled too much 50 shades. It felt 50 shades. It's from start to finish. 
I, I really didn't get any of the characters. Even though it's supposed to be made from a a well-received um, book. And I'm like, alright, I guess that's what, what kids are reading. I, I, I don't know. For me, this is the trail itself. It, it felt weird. It felt kind of wrong. And it felt like it had a match between Fifty Shades and um, the Twilight series. And that's, that's a weird mix. Just because those two movies are correlated itself already so it's kind of weird to have it actually show up on the screen i know folks who actually read the book might tell me something different might tell me that there's other things that happen in it but from the trail itself it did a bad job and for me this it felt like it was something that i can't watch i feel like i'll be bored and i'll probably look at it like why did i waste my time watching this whole thing it just it felt weird when i was watching it and I really wanted to click off of it just because I was like, it, it really didn't do anything for me. It, it it really didn't showcase anything that will make it stand out too much. Like, if you're going to be a, a young adult romantic comedy kind of, then you should, you know, do something that's special. Do something that pops. But unfortunately for me, it just, it felt bland. It felt like there's nothing special about it. So I'll give this one a thumbs all the way down. It's just, it, it's something that I wouldn't even try to see in the movie theater. Not even... Not even on like matinee kind of prices. I, I'll probably just try to avoid this at all costs. But for me, it's not for me. I know that. So whoever wants to go see it, go see it. But from the trail alone, hopefully trail number two is better. But from trail number one, I just see it just being a waste of time. I really do. So on a happier note, this past week, the live action version of the, the Lion King came out. And I can be honest. It felt like it was a updated version of the the animated one, and I kind of was had to think about it and remind myself that there's no human being in this movie at all. So seeing that as live action just means that it's just 3D ish, which is cool, I guess. But at the same time, it's like I kind of wish they did something else different with it. Uh, I don't know. Probably I was thinking about it being like the the Broadway show, kind of. I'm not sure why I had that thought. Just because I, uh, I heard live action, I was like, okay, yeah, this should be like, you know, the Broadway show and should be kind of like that in a like, movie form, which I wouldn't have been mad at that because that's been off for at least like 20 years. Um, it's been doing quite well. So when I saw this trailer, it didn't look bad at all. It felt like, you know, a CGI kind of fest where every moment CGI... The voices are not that bad. Uh, I know James Earl Jones came back. Oh, James Earl Jones came back to reprise his role as Mufasa. Sorry, I keep on messing up those names. But he came back to reprise, reprise his role, which is perfectly fine for me. The new actors they got to play these other parts were okay. I, I don't mind the different changes. I kind of wish they did bring back Jeremy Irons just because his rendition of Scar was so great. Or even bring him back as another character. Because Truitel Ejiofor, his voice is amazing too. So I'm kind of like like drawn in two different ways. So it's kind of weird for me in that kind of aspect. But in general, the trailer itself looked pretty good. I'm not going to lie and say it didn't look good. It looked pretty superb. Um, for the, the CGI that they did show off so far, it looked very, very good. I kind of want to see how they portray the songs, because I know Jungle Book, oh, Jungle Book, The Lion King has quite a bit of great songs, so I want to see exactly how they showcase the songs, 
and how the movements of the characters will be. Just because I'm trying to think of the, the Jungle Book and how those songs played out. But there wasn't too many songs where they had to jump around and dance like this one. The Lion King had quite a bit of jumping around and dancing. So I want to see exactly what they do for that aspect and how good it'll, it'll show up on the screen itself. But based on that alone, should be good. And it should be crazy to see uh, Mufasa die in the the, um, the Stompede. That would be crazy to see. Oh, spoiler alert. Just, cause, just in case you haven't seen this movie that's been out for 30 years. Um, yeah, Mufasa dies. It, it, I'm sorry. I, I spoiled it for you. It's If you haven't watched it, you should definitely go back under the rock you've been under. Turn on the TV. Put in a DVD. And then watch this movie real quick. I think it's going to be exactly the the copy of that movie. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing exactly what they pull up. And maybe they might add in a few scenes here and there. Who, who knows? It's being made by John Favreau. So it should be good. The voice actors in this one aren't horrible. It's like a mix between half um, singers and then half actual great actors and actresses. So I kind of want to see exactly what comes about this whole thing. And um, it should be an interesting kind of ride. So this one definitely thumbs up for me. The next trail I have here is the Fuller House Season 4. So this is supposed to be the last season for Fuller House, which I'm perfectly fine with just because when it came down to it, Fuller House, I think it ran its course. Ran its course. Uh, I think over two seasons was well more than enough because I think the third season, it kind of went to an all-time low and I really wasn't interested at all seeing it. I did see it eventually, but at the same time, I was like, eh, this is, this is kind of like a waste, kind of. It's just, it really didn't go anywhere. It felt like it copied up season two and then circled back around again. So it, just, it felt weird. Exactly where they are from season, uh, end of season two to season three, it feels like they did like a, a very, very big full circle. So it, just, it felt like they needed to end it and... And then on a high note, so I'm glad to see that season four will be out, and this will potentially be their last one. Hopefully, this one is better than season three, and hopefully, they don't try to milk it too much, just because there's not much to tell with these this family here. This the one season coming back was awesome. Season two coming back was amazing, and a season three just felt like yeah, it, it's time for you guys to go. And this it was nice while it lasted, but you know sometimes having too many seasons for something that shouldn't be out there for too long it's, it sullies the whole thing I, I can imagine seeing like Family Matters come back and being for four seasons I'll probably look at it and be like yeah it's it's time to see you guys go like maybe two seasons max and then have like a farewell show but otherwise it's like you, you can't keep this whole story going this, their kids are not that interested in it just, I, I can't see any more than the fuller kids, well, the fuller adults being there and just making us laugh, but then that's it. This, the next generation isn't as good as the, the first generation was. So for me, I'm okay with it going out of this whole thing. But based on the trail alone, it looked pretty good. I, I look like it's going to be quite a bit of fun. looks like it's going to be kind of funny. Hopefully, everything in the trailer isn't the only thing that's funny about this whole season. Hopefully, there's other funny moments. And hopefully that it doesn't copy exactly what the season three did, because season three for me was horrible. So hopefully this one is a stand up one. Hopefully it's, it copies season one where 
It's a fresh thought, fresh take, more cameos from the older staff, and it, it should definitely rock out. And if it's the last season, then so be it. It's been a good time for the most part, and it's ran its course. So yeah, thumbs up for me on that one. The last trail of here is Young Justice Outsiders. So what happened was this last past week they put out a um, a release date for it. So it's gonna be coming out in January fourth. So it's gonna be separated two pieces. The first thirteen episodes are gonna come out between January and February, and it's gonna go on break for like two three months. And it come actually more than two, three months, like four months. And it's going to come back in like July and push out the other 13. So this one season is going to be 26 episodes. And instead of it being like the other DC um, properties on the DC streaming service that has one episode per week, this one's going to have roughly three to like two to three episodes a week come out for um, Young Justice. So I kind of want to see it. It looks very, very cool. The trailer stuff had more than the trailer that came out previously and showcased a little bit more of the characters and it really brought out why folks wanted to see this come back on TV. So for me, this one is a thumbs up just because the different characters that pop up in there looks amazing. And then now it's going to have it where it's going to be different storylines being approached and even continuing the storylines that they had before and try to um, close that off as much as possible. So I kind of want to see exactly what happens in this um, next season just because it's been quite a while. And I might even go watch the original um, two seasons and see how much I like it again. But for me, off this trail alone, I get this one a thumbs up all the way. So... That's it for thumbs up, thumbs down. The next section I have here is um, coming to theaters. So every week, there's a, a bunch of th- um, movies that come out in theaters, and I rank them from interested to I'll pass. So actually, this week is a very, very quiet week. There's only one movie that's like worth talking about that's going to be a limited release slash um, Netflix releases releasal as well. Releasal? Is that how to say it? No, that's probably wrong, but I'm going to leave that in there. Um, so Mowgli, the um, Legend of the Jungle. So that movie is gonna be a special kind of thing. So it's gonna come out in movie theaters and also come out in Netflix the same day. So it's coming out this Friday. It's gonna be kind of cool to see it. I'm not sure. I, I'm gonna see it first on Netflix to see if it's worth going to see the movie theater. If it's worth it, then I go to the movie theater and see it. If it's not, then I'll be fine. So. That's the kind of cool thing about it. I'm not sure how much money it's going to make just because it's being released on both platforms at the same time. And you will think that being released on both platforms will hurt it. But if it's good, from what I've been hearing, it's pretty solid and pretty dark. And that might be good for it. So I kind of want to see exactly what comes about it. I want to see what songs they sing. Because I know the other version with um, John Favreau they sung quite a bit of the songs. I kind of wish they had more songs in that version, but since this version here is made by Andy Serkis, which is the, the mocap um, general, basically, I want to see exactly what happens with this one and how good it is. And it looks like there's nothing that is horrible about it so far, and hopefully the songs that they play will have me jump and cheer and, you know, sing along with it. I, I just want to see, you know what songs to actually put in this whole movie. So I'm kind of excited. 
So, um, that's all I have for this episode. Uh, you can find us on all social medias. On Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, iTunes, at Bring On Reviews. You can find us on Twitter, at Bring On Reviews. No, the, not one. You can use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for any comments, personal reviews, and suggestions you might have. You can even visit the website, which is BringOnReviews.com for any movie reviews and even this podcast as well. If you love watching TV shows, enjoy watching movies, therefore you should definitely put your voice out there and start writing some reviews. If you want to write for reviews for this website, please email me at info at bringonthereviews.com and use the subject line, I want to join the review team. Um, besides that, you can also send in any questions and inquiries you might have to that same email address as well. Do find me on social media on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at Dwight Ant C. That's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Again, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Or if you want to email me directly, you can email me at dc at bringonorreviews.com. And we'll catch your reviewers next time.